0: Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking
1: Your World of Creativity. Hi, everyone. It's Mark Stenson. Our podcast is supported by Design Hill. Design Hill is the world's number one creative marketplace that caters to the creative needs of businesses and individuals alike. You can source high-quality designs from professional designers and unique products created by independent artists. Listen later in the episode for a special offer and a discount code This is the podcast where we travel around the world and we talk to creative professionals and artists of all kinds. And we have a special guest who's really going to touch on all of those aspects of creativity. And I'm happy to welcome Katie Linecooler.
0: Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Katie is one of those well-rounded creative people. We're going to focus most today on her role as a film producer and creating a documentary, but also by vocation. She is a social media expert. She's a personal brand consultant. Katie, you got a lot of creative plates spinning these days, don't you?
0: Yeah, I have a lot of interests. I'm lucky and fortunate enough to be able to do them.
1: And I think that's what strikes me about so many of the creative people we talk to. There's a lot of hyphens and a lot of slashes in their titles and interests and names.
0: Well, I always like to learn new things. And usually there's a point where you've learned as much as you can in the field. And so then I try and hop to another project or field and start something new and start that process all over again. So I get the most joy from actually the act of creating something. So it's not usually the final product. It's the part in between where you're creating something starting from scratch, you have an idea, and then you're finding the pieces to make that idea come to life. And so I like to explore all the different industries and options that I can do that in.
1: Well, and the story that we want to start with is, of course, you're producing this documentary. And you made a point in the emails that we were exchanging anyway to say, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a film producer. I was not a filmmaker by background. But you said, hey, I want to launch into this project. And maybe you could give us some background on that.
0: Of course. So it's called Fresh Tracks. And it's a story inspired by my grandfather. So he was essentially the first amputee skier in the U S he lost his leg in the battle of the bulge and came back to Cleveland, Ohio, started two prosthetic businesses and wanted to get back into sports. And that's when he discovered skiing and designed this device called the outrigger, which is a ski pole with a mini ski attached to the end that helps for balance. And so he didn't patent it. So other people could have access to it. And so it follows his story of designing this device, you know, turning a tragedy into a triumph and then adaptive athletes and Paralympic athletes today that are using his technology.
1: Yeah, it's very inspiring. And I don't think I got the part first till you reminded me that he didn't patent it. What was the thinking behind that?
0: I think he just loved skiing so much. And it was something that he wanted everyone to have access to. It was such a sport that he loved and got so much joy out of. And he wanted as many people to share in that joy, especially, you know, in the 1940s and fifties, where it was a newer sport for adaptive athletes. I think he just wanted people to have that great experience that he had that freedom on the ski slopes, getting back to something that makes you feel part of daily life. You know, you can join an activity that other people are doing.
1: It was open source before that was even a word, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly right.
1: And it's such a personal, family story, Katie, what encouraged or inspired you to want to turn it into a film?
0: Well, I originally wrote it as a screenplay. And, you know, everyone said, if you want ultimate creative control, make a documentary. So that's when I pivoted. But it's just something that I grew up around. And it was almost like this mindset of, you know, you can't have an excuse for anything. My grandfather did so much in his life. And, At a time where you know he didn't have the internet like you know he did so much and he didn't have a leg you know he made that into a business so i always just thought if he can do that then i can do anything and i wanted to convey that mindset in this film and that was my whole goal was to spread this power of positivity and empowerment that even if you do have these dark moments that you know feel like they define you they don't it's what you do next that that matters most
1: and because you didn't have a background in film and certainly like documentary production and so forth the connections and the collaborations must have been really uh, important what what sort of things did you have to learn and or gather around you to actually make the film
0: it was a process for sure because yeah i didn't have a background in film so i talked to as many filmmakers and producers And people that made documentaries, it's possible first to just get an idea of like, what does it take? What's the process? What's the planning look like? Mm -hmm. And everyone had a different story and account of how they did it. Some producers or directors came in with a story in mind. Others found the story after they shot everything. You know, funding, people found sponsors or they got independent investors. So there's like a lot of different ways you can go about it. But it gave me the insight of how to start and then find the path that worked best for me. So it wasn't like there's this straightforward path, like here are your five steps and you got to film. it was like, here's your 20 options or make your own, <laughs> which was great in a sense, because, you know, you definitely can pivot and there's creative control, but it can be overwhelming when you're not sure the path forward. So I, yeah, I interviewed a lot of people and then started watching films in the similar vein of what I was trying to do. So Paralympic movies and documentaries that were, you know, sports themed and then I started reaching out to the production companies that produce them. And that's how I found the TFA group who I ended up partnering with for this documentary.
1: And what process did they take you through? In other words, I can only imagine the decision trees almost on a daily basis that says, you know, do you want to turn left or do you want to turn right? Is it A or B? Because it's not a straight line, is it?
0: Right, exactly. So luckily, I mean, I, I came in with a pretty firm outline of like what I wanted the story to be. I had a good vision of like we wanted to highlight my grandparents' relationship, you know, what he accomplished before the war and all of that. So we had a good outline of what to start with. And then they brought, you know, some really interesting ideas to life, like they like the letters that they shared. We had this book of letters from World War II that they wrote when he was deployed. And I mean, it's really hard to read what he wrote, but we brought those to life in the film and, you know, had over given to each of them in that. And that was something I probably wouldn't have really thought of before. So they brought, you know, this outside element of just different creative ideas that we could do to bring his voice to life since he's no longer alive. And obviously he's a key character for the film. So that was really crucial.
1: And were there any complete surprises? Like I had no idea this was going to happen.
0: I'm not sure. I, I think, you know, we did a whole day skiing at a basin and we had to wait for the ski resort to shut down, to do drone footage. So we were filming on a regular camera all day, our athletes from NSED, but then, yeah, we had to wait till the lift shut down and the whole resort shut down to get this drone footage, which came out amazing. So we were really lucky that we got to do that, but that's not something I anticipated that we would have to do, but I'm glad we got to do it because it came out to be this incredible footage in the film.
1: Mm, Great. Well, and as I said, it's a very personal and family story. And yet, as you mentioned, it also is inspiring to other adaptive athletes. How was it embraced and received by that sport community?
0: I mean, I think really great so far. I mean, all the feedback we've gotten has been very positive and most people don't know the story. So I think that's, what's really interesting. People aren't familiar with the technology that they're using every day in the ski slope, like, oh, this outrigger design, you don't really think about it. You know, you're like, oh, this is just what I use. And so when we were interviewing these different Adaptive athletes, and they were like, wow, that's really cool that your grandpa designed that. Like, I've never really taken the time to think about how crucial this is to what I do. So, in that sense, it was really awesome just for them to have that realization and you know ski with them and share the day with them and get their insight and in, like how that really helps them on the slope.
1: Where can we watch the documentary? How can we connect?
0: Yeah, so it's on Vimeo on demand and it's also on Amazon Prime. And you can find more information on our website at freshtracksfilm.com.
1: Well we'll certainly check it out. We'll be right back with our interview here on Unlocking Your World of Creativity. But first, a reminder of the discount that I promised you at the beginning of the show from Design Hill. You can get an exclusive 25% off of Design Hill's Logo Maker service. Just use the code WF25. The link is in the show notes. And remember, the offer is valid through November 30th, 2021. And now back to our interview let's continue and follow this creative journey where it takes us there. And that is, we started with storytelling, that you had a story about your grandfather that you wanted to tell. How does that extend into your daily work now and helping your clients and consulting with them about their personal brand stories?
0: So it ties in pretty well, actually, because everything I do is storytelling. It's uncovering people's personal stories and it's pulling that out of them. A lot of my clients don't even know what their story is until I start working with them. So you know, they might come to me and say, Hey, I have this SEO business or this graphic design business, whatever it might be. And I want to promote that. I want to market that. And I always come down and say, Hey, like, what is your story? What are you about? Because people do business with people, you know, they're not looking just for any graphic designer, or any, you know, SEO person, they want a person that they feel connected to. And that starts with emotion and storytelling. So we work on finding a unique moment or perspective, or a challenge that they've come across and use that as almost like their branding story. Like, this is what I've done. This is who I am. And then this is why you should do business with me. But we always start with that because people want to know who you are and why they should work with you. And that's where that story t- storytelling comes really comes into play.
1: Now, you're also working with a large financial services firm to help their advisors and their consultants brand themselves. Maybe you could tell us
0: about that work. Yeah. So it's pretty, yeah. It, again, it all it's very com- similar. It comes down to storytelling. So yeah, I work for a financial firm where I advise their sales team, their executives on building their personal brands online. So this is building up their social media profiles and working with them to attract clients and prospects to drive business. So again, it comes back to showcasing your personal brand, your story of who you are. So people want to connect with you and do business with you, which sets you apart from every other person.
1: And that must be really hard in that field.
0: Yeah. It's definitely challenging because there's a lot of rules and regulations in the financial field. And especially when it comes to social media, you know, it's getting a little bit more lax in these uh, last couple of years. So there are a lot of things that they can't do this, that most companies or businesses can do to promote themselves on social media. So it's definitely limited. So we do have to work within this red tape. We do find ways to do it. And, you know, we have some great creative stories and wins that come from it.
1: And I guess when you say build their influence, what is it about those kind of stories, you know, as a financial advisor, take that for an example, how can they express that story a little stronger?
0: Well, I think you know, this just would apply to really any job, but it's just the why behind what you're doing. So for example, when I made my documentary and I just started posting about it on LinkedIn, I said, Hey, I'm making this, I'm doing this because it's a passion project of mine, like come along for the ride. And so I would post about it maybe like once a month and give like an update, like, Hey, here's my idea. I'm starting it. And Hey, here's the idea in motion. We're filming it. And here's like our first premiere. And so I brought people around for the whole project. So they felt like they were a part of that process. I think that's one way to do it. And also just sharing things about who you are as a person. So are you a family person? Are you an outdoors person? Are you, you know, a leader? Like what, what is the thing that you're known for, or you want to be known for? And then how do we showcase that to people so they can feel connected to it?
1: And I guess then taking that and turning it around to yourself, you've been recognized as a mover and a shaker and a top 25 under 35 award winner. What is it that you feel like you want to be known for?
0: That's a good question because I I think a lot of things, but my main thing I I
1: always think that we can give clients great (laughs) advice. Right? right. It's
0: always hard. I know. I know. I
1: hate it when people say, Oh, Mr. Creative Director, what's your vision?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So much that's why I'm
1: on this ask. side of the microphone. I'll ask the questions here.
0: It's a fair question for sure. I think the main thing I want to be known for is a storyteller that empowers other people to pursue their passions because that's what gets me most excited and where I get the most energy is by helping other people achieve that.
1: And as you think about your journey, And we've talked about the past and how you were inspired by your grandfather and these other family stories and how you were inspired by the adaptive athletes. But now you're looking over the horizon a little bit and around the corner. And we were just talking before the podcast here about brighter days coming ahead. What do you see coming down for you?
0: Well, I think possibly another film. I think that is, you know, maybe another documentary. I have some ideas that I'm working on and you know, looking for the right team and people to work with, and then continuing like executive coaching and branding, because that's just where my heart's at. And I'm hoping to even expand on that. Mm
1: -hmm. And so I wondered if you had another documentary or film (laughs) in you, you don't have to tell me what it is, but something's percolating, right?
0: Yeah, I do have an idea for one but I just, yeah, I have to make sure it's feasible, but yeah, I do think there will be more than one film because it's just so powerful. It's such a powerful medium and it's amazing to be able to tell these untold stories that people may never have heard of before. And that's, that's what I'm really interested in doing is highlighting stories that people don't know about kind of like that everyday person, or maybe it's your neighbor and just, you know, the cool things that they've done with their life and sharing that with other people.
1: Hmm. Katie, I'll be talking over the next week or so with some other filmmakers who have, you know, won awards and so forth. If there were questions or you had a chance to have a coffee with a filmmaker, so to speak, what would you ask them?
0: I think I would ask them, you know, why do you do it? Because that's always interesting to me. Like people have different reasons why they make films. Is it in this vein? Are they trying to move something? Like what's the reason behind it? And then I would ask them what stories get them out of bed in the morning? Because I think that's usually what your film's going to be about. You know, like what is, what are things that you can endlessly learn about that you want to talk about? Or who do you always read or what podcasts do you listen to? Because usually at least what I find is that it tends to drive your next decision or your interest, because it might not be at the forefront of what, you're currently doing, but it probably eventually will be.
1: And do you have any advice or suggestions for the rest of us? And you say, this is a film you ought to watch, or this is something you ought to be looking at, reading, listening to, et cetera, that might inspire the rest of us that like it's inspired you.
0: Oh, so many. I love Smarter, Better, Faster. That was a fantastic book, The Power of Habit. Basically mindset books, where it's just deciding you want to do something and doing it. And just like with this film, I don't, I didn't have the knowledge or background, like at all, not even like a little bit. Like I never even made a film on the side. It just was something I wanted to do. So I found a way to do it. And I think that's the most important part is you don't have to have all the pieces. The pieces will come when the drive is there and and you have made the decision to do something. When people feel your passion and what you really, what's really driving you, they want to help you. And so for this, I was really fortunate enough to Um, be able to convey that to people. So people were really willing to support me in that process.
1: And that creative process also including, like you said, at the very outset, you know, learning new things, trying new things.
0: Exactly. Because There's always something new to be learned or a new skill to be gained. And my background's in writing and marketing and coaching. And so this was, you know, quite a leap, I think, to such a different industry. And I'm sure most people would go to film school or, you know, maybe go a different route. But I just wanted to do it and see, okay, let's let's see if we can make this happen. Why not? Like what's the worst that could happen? I mean, it it not happened. So (laughs) might as well see if I can make it happen.
1: Well, you gave us a place to find fresh tracks, but where can we connect with you and learn more about your uh, coaching work?
0: Yeah. So my website's katielimecooler.com and that's L-E-I-M-K-U-H-L-E-R It's my last name.
1: Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely find it. Katie, can't thank you enough for being on the program. It's been a fun conversation.
0: Yeah, this has been fantastic. So thank you so much for having me.
1: And I'm going to enjoy the documentary again, now that I've heard the story behind it and met you and be able to put a a face with the work.
0: Oh, thank you. That means a lot. So thanks so much for having me.
1: Absolutely. And listeners, be sure to check it out. It's a documentary called Fresh Tracks about her grandfather, the first adaptive skier in the US. But it's also good to hear Katie's other work in storytelling and helping us as professionals learn what our personal brand and what our story is to help uh, build our influence and reach more customers. So Katie, thanks again. Thank you. And listeners, come back again for our next podcast. We'll continue our around the world journeys. Today, we stamped our creative passport in Cleveland, but we'll continue our around the world trip. We'll be going to Europe and Asia and Africa, and the Middle East, and South America, and all points in between, to talk to creative artists and professionals of all kinds, how they get inspired, how they organize our ideas, and most of all, how we can make the connections and gain the confidence, as we heard from Katie today, to launch our creative work out into the world. So join me again next time. I'm Mark Stenson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. Thanks again to our sponsor, Design Hill the world's number one creative marketplace for business and individuals, where you can access high quality designs from professional designers and unique products created by independent artists. You can get 25% off of Design Hill's Logo Maker service. Just use the discount code WF25. The link is in the show notes. And remember the offer is valid through November 30th, 2021. Unlocking your world of creativity. With
0: best-selling author and brand innovator Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of
1: Creativity, and the Peace Room.